and welcome to the podcast. This is the Chronicles of Mister, and I'm so happy and glad to be joined by Erica Volsi. Thank you, Erica, for coming to the pod. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me, Willie. Yeah, both Erica and I worked at a school back in New Haven, and it's nice to be able to just have a conversation with you again about your time as an educator. Yeah. Um, and so to begin with, uh, what brought you to education? So there's actually a couple of things that brought me into um, to education. When I think about when I graduated from undergrad, I thought about from elementary to my undergraduate um, experience, I only had probably five or less uh, teachers of color throughout that whole experience. And that to me was definitely an issue, um, not being able to see other people who looked like me, who represented me as I was growing up, definitely I would say um, had an impact on a part of my identity. Um, another thing that got me into or brought me into education is I'm also interested in policy. And I was looking at how a lot of those at the mac macro level who are implementing policies were men and women of who are white, predominantly white. And they had such a huge impact on educational policies that Im impacted, you know, black and brown kids. And that to me was an issue because a lot of them barely had any kind of experience on the ground, right? They had no micro experience. And here right. they are making these laws and policies that impact people of color. Um, right. So I thought if I, you know, went into education and I, you know, had experience or obtained experience within the field, um, that could better help me implement certain policies to create change um, within education. Excellent, excellent. And you, you and I were at that school for, or together, I want to say, was it three years or two years? Or was it more? Two years. Two. And then, yeah. And then, and, then the, and then the other year. The other two years were <laughs> somewhere were, were elsewhere in another yes. building. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and we chuckle because I know you and I, if I'm not mistaken, were the only Haitians. And so we would have our intersectionality there of like, um, yeah. <laughs> or well, um, however, like if you were to think back, knowing what you know now, knowing all that you know now and what you've experienced, like what would have been something that you would have said to your younger teacher self? To my younger teacher self, I I would have said to to be true to who I am, to mm -hmm. always bring my authentic self into the classroom, into meetings, um, into trainings, wherever I am, just be me. Yeah. That's that's something I would definitely tell myself. And I think after with my experience, you know, at the school and now I've made so much growth. In that that's something that I completely advocate for now is just always showing up and being my true self wherever I am. Excellent, excellent. And where are you now? What sort of work are you doing for the community now? 
Yeah, so um, I'm actually a social worker right now with the Department of Children and Families. I've been doing this for about three years now. Um, but before that, I went to UConn to get my master's in social work. I was doing a lot of work with policy and community organizing, specifically in the community of Bridgeport around education and police brutality. But I, I do have to say, the reason I went into social work was because of my experience in teaching. Got it. Um, I think... I mean, and we kind of talked about this before, a lot of the core of who I was when I was teaching was about building relationships with mm. um, That was so important to me. Um, also just the social emotional aspect of our kids learning was right. very important to me as well. Right. And that was something that I realized, you know, <laughs> hey, Erica, you're really good at listening um, you're, you're good at building relationships with people, um, providing resources and skills for people, advocacy, and, and that kind of brought me into, into social work. Excellent. I will say you, you most definitely were. I, I remember being in our, in our staff room, um, you, JM, RK, SJ, just having conversations, MD, having conversations with all y'all. Um, KL was in there too, because he was he was just starting uh, with math, yeah. uh, I think in for sixth grade or yeah for sixth grade. Oh, yeah, that's right. So yeah, so it was it was uh yeah it was good times it was good times, and even now I, I can imagine or I can see what I call like the Erica smile and like just the joy mm -hmm. uh, you would have um, in those connections that you would make with kiddos. Can you think of a time where you felt like you were building a legacy or if you were to, if a kiddo were to ask, or if I would ask a kiddo like, hey, what was it like being in Erica's class, Miss Laguerre's class? What do you think that kiddo would say? I think they would say, Miss um, Laguerre took the time to listen to me. Um, she took the time to ask me how I was doing and I felt like she cared about me. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, with like different activities I would have in the class, I would try to implement little things that I knew about um, the students um, in a do now or something like that. And they're like, you know, oh, okay, Miss Laguerre, oh, you put me in a do now, you know, like, okay, I see you. Nice. Um, so <laughs> I think the fact they felt like they were seen in my classroom, that's one thing I'd, I'd have to say that they were heard and seen in, in the classroom for sure. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I know we've talked about times and how that being seen and is so important. Um, I know you were telling uh, the last time we spoke of an yeah. episode where there was a kiddo who, I'm not sure, was she in your class? Was she one of your kiddos or was she just someone who was in the building who saw you? She was, she was my student. Yeah. And I honestly, Willie, this experience will always remain with me. I always think about this. Um, one time I just, I usually wear my hair in a ponytail, um, keep it simple. But this one day <laughs> I went all out and I just let my hair all out nice. and in curls. And she was like, wow, Miss Laguerre, like your hair is beautiful. You know, like I wish I could wear my hair like that too. And I was mm. like, you can, 
And the next day she did. <laughs> and that was amazing to me. And I was like, yes, that's beautiful. Right. And the fact that she felt empowered or not even empowered, so to say, but the fact that she saw someone who looked like her, right. who, who came into school, right. And, and just brought her authentic self there. I right. think that definitely, um, that, that spoke volumes for sure. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times, you know, at least for me, when I was growing up, like I mentioned, I didn't have many teachers of color. Um, I never really felt, I know I have like these luscious locks on my hair, right? On my head. (laughs) (laughs) Growing up, it wasn't something that I embraced, right? People would always say, oh, you have long hair. Your hair is beautiful. And I'm like, "Mm," I would just hide it. Um, But then as I got older and I became more confident in who I was, um, I just, I wear my hair out all the time now. And it's, it's my crown and it speaks to who I am. And I, I hope that I can inspire other people, even if it's just by wearing my hair out in its natural state. Right, right. Yeah, as educators, we don't know always like immediately what the impact is that we have on our kiddos. It might be later, it might be never. Um, and I'm hoping that with this podcast, with these conversations that kiddos who look like us or who have been in the classroom with teachers who look like us like feel like they're being seen and then other teachers can ensure that they have those moments like you had with her where they can say hey i see you i was you (laughs) even though our experiences are different it's not totally uh unique yeah definitely i also want to say that you know as we you know we're here preparing students academically but let's not forget about their identity Mm. as well and how that shapes who they are i think that's something that at least you know in on on a school in the school setting we gotta find a way to affirm the identities of our students um or at least try to do a better job at it agreed agreed 100 percent. speaking of joy. What brings you joy at the moment? Yeah. um, So in my specific field, (laughs) I'm not, I'm being fully transparent. Um, Social work is not an easy field. Um, Mm. There are stressors there as well. Um, But I would have to say what brings me joy right now is knowing that the families that I work with are able to use the the tools or the resources, the skills that I provide them in order to provide a better life for their families um, or those who they're taking care of. Um, Or even like families that I'm able to reunify together, that brings me joy as well in a safe and you know in a safe way as you know it that definitely brings me joy um yeah those are some of the things that brings me joy part two of my conversation with erica coming soon